Hello, welcome to Shaw Family Issues. This is Francisca, the wife. Town Bettis, you know what it is. Dominic Shaw, the husband. How are y'all doing? Um, it's been a crazy, crazy week. I was sick down for the count for oh, the entire week last week. Right, so she's back. She's not 100% yet. She's about 80, 85. But, but I feel a lot better. A lot better than she did last Monday. Yeah. Tell you that. Yeah. So put us all into put us all in jeopardy. Yeah. Strip ain't no joke. I know. But I still was moving around doing stuff. That shit is contagious. Well, it is. But I still was doing stuff. Still contagious. Put us in jeopardy. Oh whatever. Only you got sick, not us, so but I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. I still have a little ways to go, but feel a lot better. What's what's what happened over the week that we missed? Good God, a lot of sh- a lot of stuff went down. Right I mean, from uh, Twenty One Savage getting de- about to get deported, or uh, hopefully won't get deported. To, <clears throat> to uh, he got a uh, 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 a lot of other things going on. You know the Chris Brown offset beat with that. Um, yeah, that's that's minor stuff. Though. It's still, it's still, and it's about twenty one savage thing. I know that, but still, it's still beef. Uh, I don't know why, why it is. We survived the the Super Bowl here in Atlanta. The Super Bowl here, we survived the Super Bowl in Atlanta. The Super Bowl game was a dud. So well, sure. you know what? I take that back. It wasn't a dud. Yeah, it was. If you if you if you like if you're a pure football person like I am, it was a good game because uh, it was still suspenseful in the fourth quarter. It was still three dead. three. Dad. Still 3-3. Dad. So, Dad. See, she don't know football. The fact that. She don't know yes, football. Yes, I do. The Thank fact you. that yeah. Tom Brady won again. I'm okay, over, so if it was the other way around, it'd be okay. But since Tom Brady won, it's a dud, dud, dud. Get yeah, out of here. Over it. Stop it. Over it. Respect greatness when you see it. Over it. Respect greatness when you see it. Uh, oh, you're the great white hope? Well, he's, he's the greatest of all time. Is he a great white hope? He's the greatest of all time. Is he your great white hope? He has more championships than is any. Is he your great white hope? Why is my Why is he my great white hope? Because I I recognize greatness. Did you Did you see that after the game? Not necessarily after the game, but a couple of days afterwards, um, the owner of the the Patriots was saying how how President Trump is doing an amazing job and all type of stuff. I didn't see that. It's crazy. I didn't see that. That's why I can never like those people. Ever. 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 Anyway. They still won the game. So. No, they won, but they're still dead. Anyway, what else? Yeah, we got a new football league startup yesterday, the AAF. What is it? It has more it had more viewerships yesterday than the entire NBA lineup. And that's not saying much because it's the first game and everybody was, you know, interested or curious about how the league would be because you have a bunch of Stars from our coaches that were stars back 18, 20 years ago that are coaching on the sideline today. And a few players that you even recognize, but you know, it had a big, it had 3 million views yesterday. So, you know, CBS is happy for now, but how long will that last? We don't know. Because, you know, the XFL did the same thing 20 some years ago. It had a big viewership within the first month, but then after that, it started going downhill from there and well, then it went exempt. Is, is this the same league that? Mike Big was supposed to be doing? Yeah. Okay. He's still doing it, but he's in a different capacity. A different capacity. Well, I don't know where it is, but they didn't say. But I hear it was a big hoopla over it, but, you know. 
What? Okay, so you don't know what happened? I don't, nobody nobody <laughs> said anything for now. <clears throat> you just know he's not a coach anymore. He's not the offensive coordinator. He's on the team on some um, some form or fashion. But word on the street was that uh, his work habits was not, you know, up to par. Showing up late or not showing up at all. So, mm. you know, they said, well, you don't need this, Tyler. You can do something else. Old habits die hard, huh? There you go. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. he's crapping on my shit list since he was caught cheating again. Anyway, about to have another government shutdown this week. In this week? Yeah, fifteenth. The fifteenth. That's what they said. That's what it's looking like. Another government shutdown. They're talking. They're trying to negotiate. But look like another government shutdown is about to happen. Or he'll declare his national emergency when he'll go up to court, and he'll just sit there for the next two or three years. Oh, and then Lord. he can say, tell everybody, I fought for your wall. I tried to get your wall built, but the courts blocked me. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. So, anyway. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Anything else going on? I mean, there's always something going on. I mean, talk about the gossip because, you know, Nick Cannon and all that. Oh, my uh, gosh. Look, first of all, I love the fact that he was on the show. He, he took over from Wendy for two or three days. And... <clears throat> Everybody loved him. All right, word on the street is that uh, some of the people that work for Wendy want Nick Cannon to be the permanent uh, show. I saw that too. And is that true? And I don't know. You don't. You never know. But that stuff is real. And also, the word on the street is that she is scared that she's going to lose her job to him. Oh, really? But Nick don't want it. I think Nick, he got his own thing going on. Although I think he needs to be in daytime in some capacity. He's working on a, on a, on a late night show. Oh, he is? Yeah. Hmm. You know, he's the hardest working man in show business, so. Good for him. Yeah, I love, I, he just has a really good personality, and he's really funny, and he's real. Like, he didn't, he didn't back down from no race talk at all. I love Nick Cannon. Absolutely. And then tonight's the Grammy, so yeah, the Grammy's if you're into stuff like that. I used to be in shows like that, but I just can't do it no more. I just used to put on YouTube and say, oh, what happened? Yeah, people usually just catch up with the stuff that they want to catch up with. Because it's long, and also the Grammys are not very culturally aware. No, it ain't. So. <laughs> though Alicia Keys did come out with uh, First Lady Michelle Obama and some other folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I see it on YouTube, as usual. So yeah. I see what That's a good thing about Facebook and social media. You can kind of watch it without watching it. Exactly. Yeah. I only watch it for three hours. I just need 30 minutes. <laughs> A recap? Yeah. A quick TV show, link, Grammys, and I'm good. I don't need to see three hours of, you know, most of the genre of music I will never listen to on a regular basis anyway. So. Uh, yeah. So, today we have something interesting to talk about today. Uh, <clears throat> we have this group that we kind of discuss stuff together. Right. And we had a really big conversation about the football player. I can't remember his name. Let me find his name. But... There's a football player who's on vacation, but he's well. He's married to a white woman who's on vacation. He was on vacation with right. another, with all these other football players or and, friends. and white women, or friends. and or, or yeah, friends, a group of friends, mm-hmm. and they're all black guys with white women, mm-hmm. and I guess they have a, a baby or two together. His name is uh, Jaleel Ade. Is it Ade? Ah, uh, it could be. Yeah. Who do you play for? Um, he plays for the Chargers. San Diego? 
Oh, LA, right? LA and San Diego. LH, I still call them San Diego, so they should be in San Diego, damn it. Should be <laughs> yes. in freaking LA. LA don't want no chargers. Anyway, anyway, well they were at a they were at a dinner with their friends and they toasted uh to having more light skinned babies. Yeah. So what's that all about? I don't know. And my my reaction was it's stupid, it's dumb, but that's it. That's their that's their prerogative. Yeah, that's their that's their business. That's their business. I mean, obviously, he has a preference for white women. Yeah, and we can't. I mean, I mean, I sometimes I get annoyed, but it's, that's their that's your issue. That's your prerogative. That's your life. All right. You have to live it. Yeah. But I had a friend who actually is against that, so I wanted to bring her on today to talk about why that type of talk and attitude is hurtful. And well, before you go, before you go there, we got, we got to say something real quick. Uh, we will not be doing our job. If we don't bring up the uh, Gucci converse, uh, controversy. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and I, and I think that uh, I read some on social media from a guy or a gal who basically said that, you know what, part of the problem of why Gucci and Prada does this is the celebrities itself. Because the celebrities are always spending money putting the latest Gucci suit or dress or the latest Prada or Gucci bag on TV and showing off to the world. When we should do as black people who are spilling trillions of dollars on stuff like that is bring up and coming you know, uh, fashion people who are ethnic of, of color, their fashion. Well, until they, they're, until, they're until, doing that now. I, I know, think. but no, not, not, not like what it should be. Well, you know so, what I'm saying? so take already started that a long time ago. Okay. That's fine. But I'm saying it should be more of it. And I, I, agree, I agree with you. On we that. shouldn't spend so, all this money on Gucci and Prada. They don't care about black folks. I agree they with you. Really on that. Don't. I agree with you. On they that. never have, and they never will. But we, but we run into, you know, the first, video camera, show our little Gucci belt, show our Gucci this and proud of that. And they don't care about you. I agree with you on that. We'll spend all this thousand dollars on on, on on their product. Won't you spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on an up and coming up and coming uh black entrepreneur or black uh fashion person and, and, and promote their uh their their fashion into the world into your into your genre. I know you I know? I agree that and that's really what uh T I did a couple of rants about it. Yeah. And he's been um I would I would give all that stuff away. I'm like spend no money no Gucci and Prada. They don't care about black folks. When was the last time they ever said anything about anything what black folks go through? They never have and they never will. I mean, care less. Do any of the major brands do that though? Yeah. Who? Nike. Okay. Got behind Kaepernick. Okay. Now you may not like how they did it, but they got behind them. Okay. That's saying a lot. But who okay, else? Then. Who else has done it besides them? The NBA. Who, who, um, okay, who else? I'm talking about fashion. Oh, you're talking about fashion? Yeah. Um, behind black folks' causes? Now, I've read Adidas ass. You know, they don't put it publicly. Adidas ass. I know Under Armour is, is, is behind it because they are based in Baltimore, Maryland. So they're trying to uh, straighten out Baltimore as much as they can. But, I mean, it's not a lot. But still, yeah. Gucci and Pro- well, Clothing, you know, fashion like that ain't gonna care about no black folks. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because black people, to our detriment or to our our 
I don't know. I don't know which what which side we should call it. But we are we are the the biggest consumers in this country. Yeah, we spend trillions of dollars a year on on stuff like that. And although most of us can't afford it, we still buy it. Yeah. And um it's sad that Gucci and Prada basically just gave us a big F you. And they're gonna continue doing yeah. it until you stop spending their stop buying their stuff. Yeah, it's it's sucky. It's so weird. you know what's gonna happen? It's gonna blow off in three months and then black folks gonna start, oh, it's cool to buy it again. We won't be talked about. Y'all need to just quit it just in general. Just let that shit go. Yeah, let it let it go. Mm-hmm. Well what? let's talk colorism. Let's get it going. Let's, let's get it cracking. So we got my good friend Dana with us today. That's her full name. Dana Jackson. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm gonna need you to shut up. No, I won't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> anyway, and what we were talking about was Come colorism. Um, the football player Jaleel, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. A day, a D. Um, if you mispronounce it, say I apologize. Yeah, right now. I apologize. Thank he, you. Anyway, he um, was with his his wife and a bunch of their or fiance and a bunch of their other friends. I think a, a bunch of other black men with white women, and they were toasting to having more light skinned babies. And as I said earlier, um. I I think it's stupid, but you know that's that's their prerogative, whatever. And you mentioned how you felt that it was very hurtful uh, to the community more than just having your own opinion. Explain why. Well, um, being and I'm probably a little lighter than I normally am, a little cabin fever because of Northwest. I haven't seen the sun in a couple weeks, but. <laughs> Just being a person that has gotten the, oh, you know, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl or um, kind of what you see more of the preference that I would say is something more in the, um, that occurs more in the Pacific Northwest than maybe um, down south as much. You think- I mean, everyone is entitled to their own preferences, but these are, I think, are issues that are, like, deeply rooted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so are you saying Pacific Northwest Seattle or are you saying West Coast in general? I, you know what? You're right. I would probably say the West Coast more than um, just the Pacific Northwest. Definitely the West Coast. Yeah. So. Really? You think so? You don't You don't think so? No, I'm, I'm keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you experienced that? I have, have not. a difference of opinion? Huh? And I don't think it's the same male, male, male and female crossover. I definitely don't think that. Yeah, you think you're saying like men, dark skinned men don't get it? I don't think dark like I've never heard. Now it kind of, it could have been said like, oh, I have a preference, but I've never heard a black woman say, oh no, I will not date a dark man. I or I've never heard them say, oh, I won't. You know, like oh, I I prefer yes. I've heard it. I've heard it from my experience. Really? Yes. Often or I've I've heard it? Not often, but I've heard it. Not not a lot, but I've heard black women have a preference of he's too dark or he's too light 
or he yeah, too? Yeah, well, a preference, yeah, but like you said, or, but usually the preference is never, oh, she's too light. No, I heard a black woman say the man is too light, or I heard a black woman say the man is too dark. I've heard that. No, 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 I'm saying, do you hear a black man say, oh, she's too light? Have you ever heard I've that? Heard, yes, I heard that, yes. A black, you heard a black man yes. say yes. a yes. too light Yes. Yes, I have. Shocking, huh? Yes, I have. One guy? <laughs> and less than five, put it that way. Okay. Less so, than five. So do you think, so you, you heard, <coughs> you've heard it several times about you being too dark-skinned. Um, not necessarily me being too dark-skinned, but like hearing like, oh, you're pretty for a dark-skinned a dark-skin girl. Or... Oh, you have good hair for a dark skin girl. Mm. Like, what is good hair? Good hair is healthy hair. Yeah. So all that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think that your complexion uh, limits your dating? Uh, being in Seattle, Washington, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you have other friends who feel the same way in our in our chocolate? going to say that I don't have very many um, chocolate single friends. I don't have very many single friends in this area. Okay. And if I do, they're not, they're not chocolate. Okay. So it could be a a woman thing in general. Probably. Yeah, I mean, we we all know that colorism does exist in our community, not in just our community either. I mean, in Asian communities and in Latino communities. Um, Absolutely. So we know that it is a thing. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like the fact that he is with the white woman and they are going to have light-skinned kids is just like, I don't know. You can't control that either. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't, can't control, control it. You, abso- you absolutely can't control it. Do you know when it becomes really um, damaging in that household? Huh. When, uh, when you have various... Um, Colors in that family. Yeah. So let's say like darker skin siblings. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have a chalk, a darker skin child, and then you have a lighter skin child. Now, which one is going to be preferred in that one family? That now that's going to be a travesty for for the children. That's that's just not something that you know. Because like I was telling you earlier, um, my grandmother. And my, you know my grandmother and you know my great aunt. They come from the same parents, varying degrees of color. Mm. And, so, and do they have stories about how they were treated? They're they're very different. They're not. They they can't say that because my grandmother, my oh, mom, oh, and my they, aunt they, are they the weren't same raised. Age. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're not gonna. Yeah, they're not yeah. gonna at all have the same experience. So yeah. that well, that doesn't count. But I'm just saying about the different colors that will come out of a family. So if that's what your if that's what your prized thing is in your relationship or in your um, your production that comes from your relationship, that's gonna be a problem. But we do know people do that. I mean, we do know people people have children or. Oh my God! Yeah, I do. Well, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I agree with that. I do agree with that too. But do you think they were saying it as a joke? That 
Bucks is not a joke. Well, I'm just saying, like, jokingly saying we want light-skinned babies. Are you saying that as a joke or are you taking it serious? What do you think? Uh, uh five people to get groups of, of I think, I five think. Five couples saying it. I, um, it pretty, sounds pretty serious. In, in a public place, like, they're not even at home, like, in private. Yeah, like, but they're drinking as well. Truths are nothing. I don't know about all that. <laughs> That's what all the truth comes out. It depends what you're drinking. Okay. Well, I think that it's just funny that that happened even after the whole Nick Cannon thing. You remember that that dark that uh, that interview he had about the white woman about how white women are very just they're just intriguing because for for black men because of that was a thing that we that black men just could not have in a, in you know. she was thinking exactly she was toasting i know but she had a glass raise <laughs> <coughs> but it doesn't mean that she thought that all oh, my kids would look white either yeah true i mean i don't know i mean you you that's i mean you i don't know i think this is a tough situation because um people have preferences you know and if that's their preference you have to kind of you know whatever but um I wanted to uh, to talk about what we were talking about on the on the, the chat in the chat room regarding like living as dark skinned women and light skinned women because I don't feel like I uh, I uh, I really lived as I I, I consider myself chocolate and I, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man but I don't I don't feel yeah, here it is here it is go ahead here go ahead. <laughs> No, go ahead, finish it. I do, and I don't. But I don't feel like that. Uh, but my my complexion hindered me, or or uh, sent me to a higher heights than anybody else. Well, in career, it would, that wouldn't even affect it because living, you know, living in Seattle, it's um, um, black is black to people. They don't care how light skinned you are, how dark skinned you are. You're just black. Are you? Were you? We mean Francisco Velasquez. Were you? But still, it wouldn't matter. I mean, 
You Thank see? you, Enqua. <laughs> <laughs> I told I'm you. You're not I'm chocolate. Not no, you're not. Show us your, show no, us your legs. No, you're not. Please. No, no, no. That's your driving hand. Oh. Show us your legs. Oh. Really? We're going to do this on TV? Really? <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm, listen. I'm chocolate. You're not chocolate. What am I? You're not. What am I? You're not chocolate. I'm chocolate. If I'm, if, if you're chocolate, what am I? Charcoal? <laughs> okay, I'm peanut brittle. Oh, gosh. Stop it. No, no. You're, you're a black woman. That's yeah. That's it. Just say you're a black woman. I'm a, you're a black woman. Oh, she said she didn't get that in Seattle. I got, I, I just, I got the fact that, I mean, seriously, like, in, in 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 corporate, when you're one of five, you're not. They don't consider you. Don't care if you light skin, dark skin, you black. <laughs> so I I don't know if I and, and even so, the Velasquez part that probably was more of a detriment than it was, um, uh, you know, of a than a, a of a of anything because they would look at me and go. Huh? <laughs> like we don't know what to think of you, and Black Latina was not a thing like back then. You know what I'm saying? So back when uh, in, in like, high school, we're just now getting in your career. So in high school, we can't talk about back then. We're talking about present. Well, it's been no, it's been how long we've we been in our careers? I've been doing the same thing for the past twelve years. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. No, come on, high school. Nobody really said that black Latina back 12, 15 years ago. You said 12. Well, 12. Which one? I'm saying, I'm, you know, they weren't saying that. Even even 10 years ago, they weren't saying it. So, and it definitely was not on your, on your, your application. Because. I remember, I remember applications. um, Like, it's because it comes, it says black. Identifying as Latino or Black, not non-Latino. Right, right. Or yeah. Pacific Islander or something like that. Right. <laughs> and honestly, I always check Black because that's what I that's what I look like. That's what you identify as. That's what I look like. Yeah, that's what I look like. You you got you 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 uh, perception is reality to some people, right? So you can't. I I have to live in this world. I can't be like. Oh, I'm I'm black. Lat- I'm Latina, like that. I mean, uh, where I don't speak Spanish, I don't. I don't look like it, so. But that's what you are, though. I know, but in this in this society, I have to be realistic to myself. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, you could you could have learned a little Spanish. I could. I mean, I, but, I, <laughs> well, everybody can if you want to be known the truth. You know, my dad don't speak Spanish, so yeah. at all. <laughs> so it's not broken Spanish, like his his natural language, Mm-mm. or not broken, but a form of Spanish. Mm-mm. What is it? It's a mix between. Well, I guess maybe you should say what you are so people will understand. I mean, does everyone know? Oh yeah, well, uh, uh, my where well, my dad, my dad is from Belize, and we're Garifuna people, but he's it's, it's a mix between African and like there might be a little Spanish in there, but it's really hard to hear it. And, yeah. and Carib and Arawak Indian, so it's more of that language in it. But he don't speak Spanish. Um, but his siblings do because they were there longer. Oh, okay. Um, and, and and you know what's really weird? Jada speaks is becoming fluent in Spanish. Exactly. So 
uh, everybody around me does it, but I just don't do it. And she identifies. She's always identified, always from the set, yeah. from the set on, always identified. Yeah. And you know, in my uh, family, <laughs> wow. So I guess you know you just whatever. But and that, but when I was when you when you were we were talking about that, I was thinking about my kids because you know my kids are chocolate. So. That uh, they are. And we, we I had to I, I had to stop and ask them some questions. I had well Jaden, because the other ones ain't ain't really with it like that. And I asked well, Jane, yeah, I said they're, old, they're too young, so yeah. I asked Jane, I said, How has your life been you know, how has it been being chocolate? And she said, Oh fine. And I said, Do you feel less pretty because you're chocolate? And she was like <coughs> she said, No. And then um she said that chocolate guys though at her school don't like her. It's always the light skinned guys that like her. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. And the guy she dates now is Puerto Rican, so <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see. <coughs> we'll see where this goes. But I will have to say this that I did not really find it to be an issue at her age. And it was probably because I didn't really know, because I didn't have it in my immediate family. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have it in my immediate family, it probably didn't, didn't affect my psyche at all as a child. But as an adult, realizing certain things, you start to notice it. And, you know, so uh, because you don't uh, bring have that as an issue within your family, I don't, I can't see her having the need to answer that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think but, it's but, 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 but also you gotta see you gotta contribute that to pre social media and now social media. That's that's true. Because right. pre social media, you know, it wasn't word around. You you didn't have all the social media where you had you can see what you see now. So what Jaden's growing up with is different than what we were growing up with at her age. Absolutely you're you're absolutely so, right. That's what I contributed to. But you think that she has a hard time with it? I don't think she has a hard time with it. Well, yeah. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I think the fact, well, in, when we were in Seattle at top and we had her old school, she had a hard time being black. In yeah, gen- but that's, in that's, yeah, that's in Seattle. Because <clears throat> all, all her friends were, were, you know, were. Predominantly white. Or, or Asian. Right. And out here, it's something totally different. Yeah, equal. I think she feels more comfortable here because of all the black girls. But you know, there's different. Um, there's also issues with that too. <laughs> so, you know, this. You know, like she learned. She kind of had to feel her way in what group that she felt more comfortable in. So, but she she's she's doing good. She's doing real good. She's doing real good. She, I mean, she feels comfortable. She, it hasn't, her, her complexion hasn't stopped her from girls. She's been through, how many boyfriends she's been through last year? Four. Really? <laughs> but she hasn't, she, but that tells me she hasn't, her confidence is not, you know, she still has a lot of confidence. So that's good. Cause this world will tear you down when it comes to your color, especially us like black folks. We, we are our own worst enemy when we it comes tear to each that. other down before we tell somebody else down. <coughs> yeah. So, so anyway, 
Um, that's interesting that that's how you feel. I'm sad that you had to go through that, Dana. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, it's interesting because I feel like when I, I went to college in Georgia, when I was living in Georgia, um, I, that was definitely not an issue. Yeah. Not an issue whatsoever. Um, but I, I attribute it to possibly being a minority, not in the sense of um, ethnicity or, you know, like that. But um, I was like, oh, the girl from, you know, the West Coast. Yeah. Proper talk speaking, you know, and not that, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's- and then in our community, we have different issues when we talk about we talk about colorism, and then we get into hair texture yeah. and all that. Because I've I've gotten the oh, you know, oh, you have good hair, and it's like, what is that? That's healthy hair. Like, oh, you mean I don't have split ends? Yeah, I just got this good trim. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be like that, but yeah, you know, people are looking at everything, looking at hair texture, they're looking at color like it's it's sad that we divide ourselves like that yeah exactly especially when we're already gonna get chopped up (laughs) by the man anyway like we don't need to be doing it to each other but we will do it just to make make ourselves feel better we definitely do it because uh uh, social media tells us to do that because they've given us a certain image so we got to portray what they say allegedly do we we don't have to but a lot of people do social media is their life yeah Mm. 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 What? Okay. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask other my uh, my other friends too because I have a another friend um, that I met through Dominic, um, and she's dark. She's darker skin, and I would love to hear her take on stuff as well. Is she from there? She's from Oakland. She's okay. Okay. Yeah, but she lives here. She lives yes, here. Yes, Equa. Yes. What she said. Exactly. Being exactly. Prince, I was telling Francisca about that today, what? and she did not believe me. I didn't hear. She I didn't, was so shocked. But what? I didn't hear what she said. I felt the she, difference due to the darkness of my skin. I got you. Keep going. Oh, I see. I've, 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 I've never I heard. You, I've never heard. Her. Anybody because, say that to anybody? But you're not. They're not going to say it. Yeah. But you, like I said, you got to live your life. And I know you don't believe this, but you lived more as a light-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. And I know you've been in Georgia getting caramelized. Hey. <laughs> I know you've been in Georgia getting caramelized lately. So you look a little different. A little chocolate. You look, you look at that. No, you look at that. Oh God! Don't get her started. Now I gotta hear that for the rest of the rest of the week. Come on now, it's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard I was light skinned either. Nobody's ever told me I was light skinned. Are you kidding me? Okay. Let me take uh, you back. Let me take you back because we were all there. You, um, Elizabeth, and myself. Remember when we were, we all grew up together, by the way, Um, those who don't know, we, um, like our grandparents were friends, Mm -hmm. so that's how far Francisca and I go back. Um, Remember we were in 
church and um, there was a past, uh, whatever, he was, a, I don't know what he was, but he was in town visiting for a little while. And growing up, a lot of people used to say that you and I looked alike. And um, now that we're older, a lot of people say that Liz and I look alike. Mm-hmm. And so I asked, remember we were asking him, like, who's the sisters here? And he said, well, since those two are light-skinned, I'm going to say them. I don't remember, you don't remember that. Mm-mm. Okay. Who said that? Remember that pastor, he came into town for just like, a little bit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't remember that. From where? He, he and his wife Mm-mm. and children. Mm-mm. I could say a little bit more, but I'll be putting his business in the streets. But... <laughs> hey, it's a podcast. Say it out loud. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. I don't. I don't. And maybe it was from like Texas or somewhere. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I don't remember that. Um, but so on the flip side of that is, you know, my mom is super light skinned and I remember growing up, we would talk about her skin, but it, like we would make fun of it. Like you white. And she would be so mad at us. And she would actually, um, wear darker, um, what's the foundation just to, look like us so i don't know that's probably where i don't i don't see it is because you bullied your mom growing up (laughs) (laughs) that's the best so i mean we never talked your mom needs counseling (laughs) we never talked about skin color besides that that was the only time we ever talked about skin color. We never really talked about it. Yeah, I never talked about it as a kid. Like, yeah. it was never a thing. It was never an issue. It was never an issue. It wasn't for us either. It wasn't for us. But also, it could have been also, like, back in the day when we were growing up in Seattle, like, we were around all black people. I wasn't around white people until I got to high school. I was not. Oh, I was. I was in the most, like, Central District growing up was... The place where African Americans were. Yeah. You have to remember, I grew up in South Seattle. That yeah. was the most diverse. Oh no, baby! Yeah, I went to school with everything. Yeah. So, um, I saw it all, and I just I, people, as a child, people were people. Like even my neighborhood, like everything was in there. It was black. It was in Laos. It was like it was yeah. everything. Yeah. I told you, like I would, we would go to, uh to the Christmas work parties with my Laos, uh, my neighbor from Laos, and then they would come with us, and it was just, it was not an issue. Okay. It was so diverse growing up, so I don't, like, I didn't, like, these things, I don't know, I didn't notice till I was an adult more than anything. Yeah, and see, I got, the reason why I didn't notice is because I was insulated, <laughs> because I was around a lot of black people, but then also, my family is very diverse, so we never, but we never really had the conversations about race or color or nothing like that. So when I went to high school, when I went to a private school in Bellevue, that was really my first introduction to race and class. Cause you know, I didn't really know that besides, I didn't really encounter that until then. Yeah. 
more about, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just... Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I want to. I want to be class as in like financial, not your class and like how you act. Because they were they were not classy. Let me tell you that. Okay, Okay, they got a little money over here. (laughs) Right, right, right. I mean, I I, I was not that poor person, but we weren't necessarily. We weren't poor. Well, yeah, we were. Uh, but uh, we were too. <laughs> uh, private school. No, uh, uh, how many times? We, we got many notes. We got many notes talking about hey, don't come to school tomorrow if your bill ain't paid. Okay? <laughs> my, my mom was like, please, you go to school tomorrow. See, I didn't have that experience. I was around niggas all day, all Watch night. Your mouth. I Watch was your around mouth. them all day, Me all too. night. I, was I mean, literally, St. Truth is full yeah. of them. We ain't got no, like, if you had a white class, we were like, oh my God, he's white. Like, like we would, we probably had one per class. So, it was, uh, it was, uh, you're insulated for nine years. <laughs> Our, and now, as an adult, difficult i mean i've always it's not it's not not that it's difficult it's just it's there's definitely an awareness um yeah a heightened yeah i know i I get that i mean i think that in corporate general but i've always had at least one person with me yeah it's always fun until you play those like christmas uh games where they're like bring your childhood picture uh, and guess who the baby is yeah that's the worst (laughs) comfortable in those kind of situations but probably because the high school I went to so I, I, I'm not saying that I feel uncomfortable but it's definitely uh, an awareness I, I'm not I'm from Seattle Washington I'm not uncomfortable yeah but it's just an awareness of when certain things come up like oh you have like no no one has seen braids up close before so it's it's always a topic of conversation yeah. for example yeah you know and I just being my normal 
self. This is part of our, you know, yeah. culture yeah. all the time, you know. Yeah. So to me, it's like, oh, I just got braids now. Yeah. But it's like, oh. And they go, oh my God, how did you grow your hair? Can you wash? It's oh, can you wash those? Oh, you changed your hair. Oh, you know, and it's like, yeah. So it's not like, but it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's just, you know, it's just, I know it makes it known that I'm a little different. Equal says, what field are you in? Um, I am in uh, uh, research. So. I work in a biopharmaceutical uh, field. And what high school did you go to? <laughs> I went to Rainier Beach, and then um, I, my last year, I transferred to Franklin. Niggas and more niggas. No, <laughs> I, I'm, just I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Franklin has a lot, has a huge uh, Asian population, but uh, I wonder oh, what... I wonder what the, the what the probably more diverse than anything because you have definitely a huge Pacific Islander. Yeah, this, yeah. This, you have. I wonder what the multiple. what the 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 what what there are now. What's with the changing demographics of Seattle? You know what it is. Have, what is it? It, it, it ain't black. <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, maybe it might be. Why no, would I, you say? I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is. I doubt but, that too. Um, why would you say that? Because when I see the, I've seen a few games on live. And <laughs> Outside of them athletes? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the bleachers. But, you know, that, that doesn't mean they necessarily go to school. So I don't know. Exactly. I have no idea. But um, yeah. I would say I, I probably went to, I'd say all the schools I went to were diverse. Mm. Very diverse. From, from elementary up. Mine wasn't. What was yours? All black? All black. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Until I got to college and I was like uh, shell-shocked, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know? But that comes with the territory. Yeah. He thought that there was no black people. He didn't think there was a, 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 bar- a black barber in Seattle. <laughs> no. So I went to the Central District the very first time and got a haircut. Like, oh, there is a black barber here. Okay. <laughs> you can cut my hair for a little bit. Where'd you go? Um. On Yesler. Yep, on Yesler. It was on Yesler because uh, Justin took me the first time. Okay. It used to be a barbershop. Now it's like a uh, like a liquor. No, it's a uh, a cannabis store. Oh, is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. Very, very interesting. But now I feel like you know. Um, living in Atlanta is a little, it's, 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 it's still different, you know? You don't live in Atlanta. I don't live in Atlanta, but I have to drive there every day. <laughs> well, not every day, at least a couple times, but it's, it's still different because although it's more black people, I'm still in corporate and, um, you're, the, it's still not as many as they probably should be in those kind of jobs. So, uh, but there's, there's, there, there are some, there are more than there was in Seattle, obviously. Well, yeah. More than there was in Seattle. So, and then, but there's still also like the differences with our speech, the way we, the way we talk, cause Jada gets that all the time at school. They think that she's white. They act, they tell her that she act, that she talks white. Which is sad. Like, it's just like we, we speak 
Yeah. Oh, she said expound. She said expound on your your experience on in in, in high school. Let me deal with cheers. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> She's talking about you, where you live now. I think. Oh, we mean where I live. I live in Lawrenceville. I, I mean, okay. I will say that when, when we first got our house here, I was like, I've never seen that many black people in one neighborhood own a home. Never. So even growing up in the central district, uh, um, people didn't rent those homes. But not, not. You're right. Not like black people, like my parents' age, but like our, like in our twenties and thirties. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never seen that many people, and the neighborhood is still nice. Like it's not like raggedy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you expect. Like, well, why do you assume that? That's because that's, that's your own perception. Right no, there. that's that's what we that's what we see. Even in my neighborhood, growing up, <laughs> <laughs> even in my neighborhood, shoot, my parents barely did got kept the law right. So <laughs> that's because there's no HOA, <laughs> right? Like what? You can't, you can't establish the HOA later. But. <laughs> said where did you grow up i grew up on 26th avenue uh central district that's where i grew up but back then you were oh where did you grow up dana i grew up in south seattle rainier beach Rainier beach yeah so i I do feel like you know your 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 life experiences does you know uh, affect how you think about your, you know, colorism and stuff like that. We never, I never really had an issue with it. I don't know anybody. Yes, you did. You, you bullied your mama. Go ahead. <laughs> did I? Yes. No. She no. probably needs counseling now. No. I'm no. not dark enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's the only person in history. What made you choose Atlanta for college? I did not go to school in Atlanta. I went to school in Augusta. And um, I think 
shows that's cool because I actually kind of um, did a little mini tour and that one was very um took a lot of initiative to keep in contact with me and so I think that's how exactly Yolanda I agree (laughs) but uh I think that's have you seen Brenda Al's house (laughs) I ended ended up (laughs) that's how I ended up there it, it wasn't raggedy. It, it was. It was not raggedy. It was a little hood, though. We saw. We had dead dogs in the neighborhood. You know, on the street. Who? Who didn't? That stayed there from, from pit fighting. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had horses running wild in my neighborhood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had first world problems. We had. <laughs> we had hood problems. But it's not, it's not a hood no more. You, the children's district is the suburbs now. So, um, okay, finish your story about your about going to school. Oh, I'm I'm done. That's what that's, that's how I ended up there. But why why, why did you want to stay? I definitely wanted to. <laughs> no, actually, Sharon, it was in my house. Sharon, it was by the Spinks house. Hey, really? <laughs> Why, why are y'all snitching on yourself right now? Uh, Sharon, I want to say Kitty was the one that was fighting why, that day, why dog. You, why are you dry snitching right now? <laughs> that was oh. that was 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. No, even more than that. I, I think I was like eight when I walked past that dog. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bash my, my parents might get in trouble, too. <laughs> What year? I don't know. 87? I don't know. <laughs> I was probably young. We probably were, we probably, uh, put, we probably should not have been by ourselves, me and Elizabeth, <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but we were walking to Megar Evers for a swim class <laughs> by ourselves. <laughs> oh, for swim class. First world problems. Uh, Demisi worked there. Snuck in. Hello. <laughs> you think my parents? Would... I, took, I took swim lessons too. I'm not. <laughs> you think our parents would let would let would pay for that? Heck no. Mine, mine did. Shoot. <laughs> she said in her early nineties, I could say so. <laughs> um, growing up, when we you know uh, we used to have. Uh, do y'all remember going to Garfield Community Center for summer? Like, I'm sure Rainer Rainer Beach had the same thing. It was, uh... I ain't go. Okay. In the summer, in the summer, we just be out in the street. Okay. Playing in the neighborhood, and then you hear your name called, you go home. Well, my, that my, was my parents worked, so they were like, go up there and see if you can get into that, uh, summer class. <laughs> and we just went up there, and we always got in. So, I'm sure they didn't pay a dime. My parents were not playing with that buddy. <laughs> they were like, uh, you want what? Go find some free food. Go. <laughs> So we we did we had to just do what they told us to do. The CD was it was, um, but the CD was nowhere as hood as the South. That's true. I feel like yeah, we we except <laughs> except when the hood was across the street from Raider Beach, that <laughs> little piece right there. But they cleaned that out, and uh, after that, it's still hood over there by that by that by that bus station. Every time, I, every time, I 
every time I stopped, I had to reach over and lock my door. I was like, eh. okay, I feel a little safe now. <laughs> Whatever. Are they trying to buy uh, Rainier Beach High School anyway? Yeah, that's what they always try to do. They, they're trying to purchase the property by Rainier, at Rainier Beach High School. Is on. Right. They're trying to buy it. So they who's can build who's some they trying to purchase there. it? Uh, I think it's the uh, well, the city owns it, right? I'm saying, who's who are you saying is trying to purchase it? Uh, it's a, pri- a, de- a, a private, private developer. A private developer. Mm. He's trying to, he's trying to uh, that's good waterfront property. Exa- right exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, back in those days, like when they first built the city, now they really understood city planning very well. <laughs> they just like black folks. You here? We gonna go over here? And now they understand that. Oh, they, we gave them the best part of the city. <laughs> you know, they're just talking about a rule about how uh, the law about the redlining they did about who can buy in what neighborhood. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but my grandparents were trying to buy the property where the Cedar Citizen Center is now in Central District. You know what a senior citizen is? Uh uh. Senior citizen is uh it's off of Yesler and what street is that? Twenty eighth, maybe it's on? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's right by the water, but they were told that they were not allowed to buy that property because they were black. And that's why they went all the way to yeah, Beacon Hill to buy their property. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a thing. It's a thing everywhere though. Everywhere. I mean, I mean, they had to re- to remove that law. I know, but it definitely happened, and like you said, it happened with your grandparents. So, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, but look how bad a planet it was. Like to the like Yeser Terrace, you know where the projects were, and now all those people displaced because they realize that that's like super uh, prime property, right? <laughs> profitable property you know what i mean it's just it's just it's really sad it's really sad really sad all right and, and it's not just in seattle it's happening all over harlem brooklyn i mean it's happening everywhere in dc even here in atlanta you hear about the gentrification in places that were historically black you know what i mean so it's sad but I never knew that was projects. I just, <laughs> were they? I don't know. I we just assumed. What was projects? Yes, uh, the terrace. Yeah. Did you know those projects? Is that right? Okay. Going up the hill, going like you're going towards downtown. I know. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, no, you know what I thought was kind of like the projects. The first neighborhood that I mentioned, and then. What was it down down the hill from your grandma? What was yeah, that area? That was um, was that Columbia? Was that what, oh, what street? No, no, I can't even. I can I consider it a Beacon Hill, but I know that's not considered Beacon Hill. No, it's definitely not. It's down off. It's on Martin Luther King. Yeah, Martin's King. Yeah, yeah. I remember I showed when, when that was still there. I showed Dominic that I was like, "These are the projects." He was like, "These are the best looking projects I've ever seen." But yeah, in, in all reality, Seattle's projects have never compared to any other state. Like, go to New York. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, nothing on that level. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, when I say nothing, nothing. Yeah, but they're gone now. I mean, they displaced and they lied about it. They said that they were going to rebuild those places for people to live with affordable housing. Right, right, and well, well, not affordable at all. Uh, Yolanda says it's still there. They just don't publicize redlining. Just done undercover and to get people of color out of the city. Yeah. Uh, Equal said, I thought the products in yes, Seattle Raider were nice Vista. compared Thank to here. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but Raider Vista too. Didn't they do the same thing to Raider Vista? No, I'm saying that's what uh, they used to call the like, oh, in that water. area. Okay, what yeah, yeah. what's going further down south? What area was that? Um, Holly Park. Holly Park, yeah. Because that's the same thing. They did the same thing down there, didn't they? Well, I don't know. I can't afford to live in Seattle, so. I, I... <laughs> well, that was the projects too. And then they re they redid them, and now they're like five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar homes. So yeah, you're right. It's sad. Sad they didn't did the Seattle people. It's but it's just how crazy like Seattle is nothing. Like, I mean nothing is the same. I remember coming back from like college and seeing what that Rainer Vista had been torn down. Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Like nothing. Like if you go downtown and you're like, This was never like this. Yeah. They're, they're steadily building. Yeah. Yeah. It was like what is happening? Yeah. We, it's it's kind of sad. Like you, it's like, it's almost like, I don't know. It's like somebody taking your home and just destroying it. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. We don't think you should live here anymore. Yeah. Or you're worthy to live here anymore. I don't know. That's exactly what it is. But you know, that's, that's the way they do to any to any people, I feel like um, to all, to all of us, to to us across the country, like they're doing that to every, to all black people, brown people in, in in these you know inner city areas. They're realizing that this is really prior property. Uh, the good, he said, Seattle has no hood. Well, the hood now is in Kent. <laughs> like I don't know where's the hood now. <laughs> no, not in my neighborhood. <laughs> Where is it, Puyallup? I don't know. <laughs> You know, it might be. It might be. I don't know. Tacoma. Tacoma. Lakewood. Tacoma. Yeah. Is that Holly Park? Yeah. Oh, what was the projects by the by the Union Gospel Mission? What was? Oh, wait. Was that? Right? I don't know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, it definitely is sad to to hear about. Even like, you know, after oh, we left, oh, Othello. Oh, Othello. Yeah, that was a bit too. Um, hearing that, like, Red Apple got closed down, you know. And, well, you know who that was. I know. You know who that was. I know, but still, like, yeah, that, that, was, that was our, like, staple, you know, the Central District staple. You know what I mean? Sad. Right. Red Apple, Western Beauty Supply. Damn these people. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the Hallelujah books Bible stories? That was Man, that was gone for a while though. After Big America left, they were like, 
Yeah, if I come down here, I don't want for that. <laughs> Let me get my tail out of here. <coughs> I know. Because that's the market. Whole Foods is what people want. These people. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. So before we left, we were walking to Red Apple for something. And the, a, a little white kid was behind me. And we were talking about the store closing. He was like, the store is closing? Where are we going to get our red pop? <laughs> the mother goes, oh, Billy, we'll find it somewhere else. <laughs> I was thinking, you, man. Stop it. But it, 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 it definitely did. It, it's, it's changing our, uh, changing our, uh, our home. What she says is a shame. They raise taxes on the homes in the inner city to push minorities out. They do. Yeah. That's the game plan all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing that here in Atlanta. Yeah. Doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, they just, it's just. That's why the uh, Atlanta mayor, Keisha, bought a uh, property in Atlanta. And trying to make it an all affordable housing for uh, Atlanta folks. Yeah. Keisha Bottoms? Yep. Keisha Lance Bottoms. They call her Kiki out here. They call her Kiki? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mary Kiki. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we've kind of gotten off topic a little bit. But... I know, about colorism. No, but, about Seattle. What color is Seattle? No, it's, well, it's growing up, growing up in Seattle. I think people would would not believe that that there were some really um, tight spots in Seattle where where you didn't I, well, for me I didn't have a lot of experience with the opposite race for a while you know, I, you, know you know and you know what else I was, I was listening to that with uh do you listen to I know you don't listen to him as much uh killer Mike you ever, you listen to him do you watch his uh documentary on, on Netflix it's not a documentary. I don't have Netflix. Oh, okay. It's a Netflix series. Uh-oh. She said, forget Keisha, too fake. <coughs> I guess. But Killer Mike was saying that, like, in other communities, in the Jewish communities, in Asian communities, they insulate their kids up until at least they're, like, 13, and then they push them out into, you know, into the world where they're around other cultures. And he was saying how black folks need to be doing that more often to insulate their kids, you know, kind of like, you know, be around. And I feel like that's what I got. I got that insulation. All of my parents didn't really, they didn't mean that to happen, but it's what happened. So when I went to high school, I didn't feel like I was less there because of, because I was black. I just knew how to help hold my own and be like, the first guy was like, how can you afford this school? That was the first question I had when I walked on campus. Or we're grandparents slaves. I got that too, you know, and asked about my hair and I take showers every day and all that type of stuff. So, but I just knew how to, I, w- I felt confident who I was because I was around black people all my life. I never had to fight for who I was in my adolescence, you know, when I was a younger kid. So, yeah. but even in my, di- even in my diverse um, childhood, I never, I didn't have those issues either. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but even but so like so we're saying about that. You said that you, you don't think it's challenging. You just think it's weird. Like I like those situations 
when I am confronted with people asking me questions about being black because I like to flip it and make people feel so uncomfortable for being stupid. But I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's fair though. Why? It's not necessarily their fault that they're naive. So at first I was offended to be honest, but now I take it as a teaching, uh, it's time to, you know, uh, opportunity to teach about, um, kind of who I am as a black woman and I, I I've had to learn to twist it so that it's not like oh because to me that way of doing it is more of a defense mechanism no and I, I don't feel like I need to defend myself I feel like I need to educate them and I see I don't feel like I defend myself either but you know as black women as, as black people so uncomfortable yeah I go, I, I go oh you don't know that because I feel like we have we have to know every culture. I know about all mostly all cultures because I I keep I try to learn that. So I feel like if you are not uh, one thing about what about for what example about, for example I work at a and I often have worked in companies where people aren't even from America. Uh-huh. So that is I mean a whole other black people are everywhere. Black people are everywhere. No, but you have to understand, like, let's say you're working with someone from China. They do not have the availability of, of, of going to research everything. They do not. They just don't. It's not, it's like, it's not even at their, like, internet access. That is not the same. But Chinese people are in Africa heavy. They know okay. about black people. <laughs> no, they don't know. They, they know, they know what they're. They're allotted to know, but they don't have they the know. opportunity. And there's a lot. There's a lot of Africans in China. Okay, Francisca, of which you've never been to any place. But I know my, my 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 cousin lives there, and she she was telling me, uh, Sandra. I mean, the, I mean, there's black people everywhere. But there's black people. She she. But you know what I'm saying. But there's black people everywhere. Like I feel like that's not an excuse anymore. There's black people everywhere. It may, not, it may not be a whole lot, but if you if you would get like, I feel like that's selfish to be like. So why is it I have to know about your culture, but you don't know about mine? That's selfish. The good dog is that is that George? George. Who's the good dog? He said, the black people, we are taught to learn everybody else's stuff. I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. That's true. I agree with that. I I agree, too. But I learned it, honestly, in um, growing up in, in, in school. But we learned across, across the board. Yeah. For example, Theo. Oh. oh. Like, for example, one of my favorite teachers, and actually she just reached out to me, or she, my dad ran into her at the store, and so we kind of got to talk again, but my favorite teacher was um, Miss Mitsumori, who was Japanese, Mm -hmm. and so I learned about, you know, some, like, the cherry blossom season and things like that, so Sakura. Like, that's what I learned in elementary school, and to this day, I remember it, mm-hmm. because um, we did, like, a special, like, performance singing the Sakura song, and 
but th- there was tons of stuff that we did for our culture as well. So it wasn't like I don't know. But I, you know, I feel like but in a lot of especially in, in Japanese culture, there's a lot of African in Japanese culture. Yeah, it is. The om, what's it called? The om, I don't know. Well, the sam, um, the samurai for one. Yeah, you you gotta but, be black. Uh, have some have black a lot of statues of black of black um, Buddhas. Correct. Buddha I'm, I'm definitely familiar with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely familiar with that. But I'm just I'm just saying, like there was for me, it was I I learned diversity. I definitely did, and I didn't. Um, I I never felt like I was less than as a black child in my in my Render or you know during yeah, my childhood, yeah, growing, growing up. up, yeah. I, I don't. I feel. I don't think none of us felt that way. But you said you were insulated, even in my, you know, being well, out there with. Well, as insulated as I could be, because I had obviously my my family's inter is international, so I was I, I was around a lot of people who were. My you know my aunt's Chinese, my sister's Japanese, and my other aunt is white. My uncle was white, so insulated in a way though that that I didn't feel less than. It was um, we were we were talked about. We were always felt like we were on pedestal. I don't know, like I, I just felt I was around people who were like us, even like minded as us, even coming from a family that was so. Diverse. Even I mean, you know Sandra. You know how she's kind of like she thinks she's black too. So it's like it was just, and even Danielle's mom, she thinks she's black too. So we just like it's always been around people who were like us, and never we never felt less than or anything like that. So I, I did feel insulated in a way, because and it helped me from when I went to Eastside Catholic. I didn't back down from people who would say stupid stuff and it was a lot of racial stuff you know what i mean and uh, <clears throat> racial and and fight and, and class because you're dealing with people who are like millionaires or probably billionaires at this point you know um the children of yeah the children of uh, elizabeth too you know elizabeth went to school with the nordstrom's kids and all that stuff so like she had those same kind of experiences um, but her school was not religious. It was so that's it's, it's a little separate because my school was Catholic. Her school was was non religious, so that added a different element to it, you know. But um, uh, yeah, so I mean, a lot of questions about my race, where I come from, where I lived, you know, living across the bridge. You know how that's a big deal too when you when you go to school in Bellevue and they and people in Bellevue usually stay in Bellevue. They don't go to Seattle like that. So um, a lot of questions on how I could afford to live, go go here, is something like that, you know. But I use that, I use that as a way to get what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, even like for me, like, you know, um, I live in Kent now, and I bought my place when I was 25. And... Um, here, like, no one's really, like, outside, like, you don't mow your own lawn, because I live in, like, a, in a, in condos, so, and everybody, everybody has their own garage, so you drive in in your garage, so you don't really communicate as much, except at the mailbox, so, 
shortly after I'd moved in, I go to the mailbox to get my mail, and my neighbor's like, hi, I see you're new here. Did you buy, or are you renting? Uh. Like, excuse me? Don't you say hi. I'm your neighbor, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. You want to know? Basically, that was his way of saying, how can you afford this? Or did you, you know, like, let me see. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and honestly... Um, and at 25, I probably look 22, 21. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely going to get a lot of that. Even here. I mean, when we moved here, it's similar. Because a lot of people that live here now, they sold their homes to move in these areas. Like, they bought other places and moved to this in other places. And they would ask us questions like... Where y'all coming from? And they ask us about our house. And they're like, this is really our first house. They're like, your first house? <laughs> you know, like, so. Um, and when I talked to when I when I was working with an agent, she, when we were talking about this house, she was like, your first house? $300,000 for your first house? Like, how does that work? But if you were going to buy a house in Seattle, like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess if they would have known the climate of what's going on in Seattle, right. like, that's right. what you would Right, because my, my, my mom... You're not getting anything less than if you want a door on the outside. Because my mom was like, well, we, we found out how much the house was. She was like, get two of those. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Even that's gonna cost you four hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. so, but I said out here. I know. I'm talking. About, I'm talking about out there. You talking about a kid? Yeah. Yeah. No doors. <laughs> no windows. But yeah, I, 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 no water. I, I, I agree with you on that. I, and as well as like, I think people judge in general. So you know, I, you know, I work uh, Saturdays and Sundays at Starbucks, and people just assume that this is like the job that I have for my family. And I was the, and they would ask me questions like, Oh, you're, you're young mind. I said, sir, I am not young. (laughs) I I have a teenager. And he was like, really? I was like, yes. And I only, and he was asking me about how, how many days of work we, how many days a week I work. And I said, I work Saturdays and Sundays. That's it. So, you know, you, you just never know. I mean, first of all, it's, you can't judge people by, by seeing them once, twice, three times, right? You don't know people's life by, by just seeing them. That's rational thinking. Well, I know. I know. But. Come out. I know. You know, come on. I know. But you just don't know. I mean, I, even, even the person who works at Starbucks all day, you don't know what they got going on. They could have millions in the bank. But you can't. It could be a trust fund. Bank. Right. You cannot trust just that. Doing, just doing something to have social interaction. Right. You cannot trust that. So I, I try very hard not to be that way. But like Phil, like Phil, Theomod said, he went to Africa, and the Chinese are buying up everything. Which is Africa is a continent. Where did you go, sir? <laughs> is he still on here? I don't know. But he said they're buying up everything. I can believe that. Three K, yes, three hundred thousand is a lot here. In in Lawrenceville, well, maybe not anymore. Well, it's going up. 
because a lot of people moving out to Gwinnett County. Yeah, not in Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty expensive. It's gonna be it's already about seven hundred, eight hundred thousand. If not, you no, not that six hundred thousand. Five, six hundred. Yeah. I was in Brookhaven. There's there and houses are starting at six hundred. So oh, okay. Depending on part of Atlanta, then yeah. I think that I, I I agree. Going back to our conversation before, I agree that we are taught to learn everybody else's cultures. They don't they don't teach us. They don't teach them about ours. She, he was in Senegal. He she said not in Nigeria. Oh, they ain't coming to Nigeria. I know they ain't coming to Nigeria. <laughs> uh, equal. I want to go to Nigeria though. Y'all take me. I want to go to Lagos. Huh? It's going up. Yeah. It is. So I feel like we have to uh, teach our kids about Africa and, and Gambia. Yeah. The whole continent. Yeah, I see That's happening in Jamaica, too, I think, too. Oh, it, yeah. I def- it was definitely happening in Jamaica when I went. Like, I went to the store and I was like, huh? Who owns her? <laughs> Eight months. And it was happening. It was happening in Canada. Yeah. Because remember, they had to um, add some kind of uh, tax or something so that marijuana. Oh, there you go, friend. Marijuana. We go in December. My fam is Senegalese. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at you. We didn't know that, Theoma. Ha. Okay. You going in December? Okay. <laughs> you need to give me a year in advance, now. No, that is almost a year. It's just February. For all of us, for me and my family to go? You know what I'm saying, call? You said a year. You're just one month shy. Okay. Let me get my bills I paid last month to put, <laughs> put, on, <laughs> put on it. Um. Okay, that's, that's dope. So you're seeing it firsthand that... They should know about us. Mm-hmm. They know about our. They know about it. We don't know about it. <laughs> so we we just we got. But like here, we honestly have the opportunity to look up stuff freely. But like in China, like for real, I'm not saying I'm not giving an excuse. But if you've grown grown up there, you definitely can't be like, let me go research oh, yeah, and they, find they, out they for myself. What you can do over I know. You only get what they feed you. Only. I know, I know, I I know what you're talking about. They, there is a. We know that it's a communist country, but there's black people there. There's black people there. Like I had coworker, and she was like, "We couldn't even watch TV growing up." I was like, "Okay." Oh, and look, Kara's in Africa right now. Kara, you, my cousin Kara, she's in Senegal right now. Kara, are there any Chinese people in Senegal? He already said this is the same. They're talking about the same country. <laughs> Do you see anybody? Do you see anybody right now? I, I, I also heard too. Um, um, I was listening to you know that the lady Joanne Joanne Reed on MSNBC. Do you, you watch her show? Mm. No, <laughs> but I know you talking about. Um, she's African. And she was in Africa a couple weeks ago, and she was saying some of the most beautiful beaches are in Africa, and they fill with Europeans. You know, like he and she was saying how you know how we we've been taught in our you know just growing up that everybody's starving and has a fly on yeah their head. yeah and we're yeah. so scared to go but but they they the first flight to Africa 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Europeans love it over there. So, we gotta get together. This narrative that we've been fed all these years about Africa is just a, it's just crap. I mean, I know, I know this. We all know this. But we're not, we don't feel like we're one of them. Yes. Uh, she said, yes, they're Chinese here selling. They try to make, they, they see, they know, they know. They know. Care? are you going to get dual citizenship? Okay. Sharon's been to Ghana, Johannesburg, and Djibouti. Djibouti. That's South Africa. Yep. I mean, I feel like, yeah, we gotta we gotta get with it. African Americans here in this country, we've been brainwashed to believe there's no good thing in Africa. I but I don't feel like we're brainwashed like that. I mean I maybe feel like we have been. initially, but I don't think so. I feel like we have. I feel like they like you said, with outlets like like um young kids and um I know three different Asian kids that work that I work with and they're all adopted by white people and they live here in the south and I was talking to them I was like have you been to to China she's like no um I'm afraid to go to China I'm like are you Chinese (laughs) why are you afraid to go to China and she said her parents have told her all her life how bad it was and yeah No, I think I think it's manipulation. There is a they're afraid that she'll go down there and be and like it. Well, she'll she go to China and never come back. Yeah, I think that's what they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you get around your people, you have a you have a different sense of self. You know, once you start learning your culture and learning who you are, you know, you can't you can't control me at that point. You know what I mean? So they you know, they try to get you. They try to get you. And I can some people. They they try to get all people. Who's that? And you know who's they I'm talking about. Stop. <laughs> it's, 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 we're, we're all going to get letters of. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's real out here in these streets. We need to go to Africa. We really do. I am going to Africa. I'm going. I'm going with my boo thing. Yeah, I'm going. Where are you going? 
Don't matter. I'm going after. Going <laughs> you gonna play? Drop, drop us anywhere. Anywhere. Drop us anywhere. Anywhere. I'm going home. <laughs> you start running, running the field. Yep, running. Running. Okay. I want to go to Africa. Yeah. I would love to go to Nigeria. They, they said Nigeria and Lagos is one of the oldest cities in the world. I heard that too. Yeah, my brother. My brother went. Yeah. He actually has um, artists there. He likes it out there, right? Yeah, but he also. But I also have friends that go there and say they have. They say you have to be careful because, um, like, they'll say that you're an American and definitely try you. Try you mm. for your money. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Belize? Dana? Who you? Oh no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've just been to Jamaica, Costa Rica, Bahamas. Oh, your your alumni org goes every summer. Uh, where every summer? Senegalese to Ghana or to Nigeria? I want to, I want to go, to, I want to go to Nigeria. But first, first, I'm taking the kids to Belize. And then we'll, have to, we'll, we'll venture out after that. But they got to go home first. Yeah, and I'm going to Ghana this year. That'd be fun. So, did you, you heard about the whole coming home thing? You're talking about the dual citizenship? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that a long time ago. Would you do something like that? I mean, I can't want, I can't desire dual citizenship for somewhere I've never been. So, first hey. and foremost, hey. ask, ask me when I return. <laughs> <laughs> Step out. Oh, we're going to Ghana this summer. Oh, when? Wait, this summer. There's yeah. a wait and go. See, we're, we need to talk. Yeah. Hook it up, hook up with Dana. I'm going. She, I'm going. She with, said she gotta wait till next year, but we need to talk. Yeah, I'm gonna take the kids to Belize first. They have to go. They have to go home first. You're home. Yeah, they have. They have to. You, you kind of have to get trapped. I gotta take them home too. What, Oakland. Oakland. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a different country. Yeah, I'm trying to go home. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. So, speaking on colorism, we know it's an issue in our community. It's hurtful when people say stuff about having light-skinned children. And it's hurtful because it could, it. we don't know what what puts that into a mind, what, what mindset that puts a child in, right? But we, uh, we also understand that there are different preferences that people have when it comes to the color of their, their, their significant other's skin. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, I why, why would you go to Africa for a couple of days? I got it. <laughs> I'm gonna need the blood clots to drop out your leg first before you get back on the plane. Golly. How long is that flight? 30 hours? Is it? Yeah. Anyway. Do you have anything else to say about colorism, Dana? Huh? 
you have anything you want to say about colorism? Freezy. It's because of my phone. Power. Mm-hmm. You have anything you want to say Uh-oh. about colorism? Yeah. You said what now? You have anything you want to say about colorism? Oh, I was, um, someone said that, uh, skin bleaching is very huge in Senegal. Uh-huh. And I mean, yeah, in Senegal. And I said it's, it was bad in Jamaica too when I went. Really? Uh, I had people like, oh my goodness. I heard it's bad in Cuba too. Oh, yeah. I heard it's mm. real bad in Cuba. Yeah, I mean, I guess, in, yeah, in Latino countries, it's bad if anywhere where black people don't want to be black nowhere, okay? <laughs> well, I'm not about to bleach my skin. I'm, she ain't. No. I mean, that looks, that, it makes it look worse. I don't understand why people feel like that's cute. It looks weird. She yeah. said, she said anyway. Niger- Nigeria, too. But anyway, okay, you want to wrap it up about colorism and how... Uh, what do you think we sh- what What do you think will help, if any? I don't, I don't know. It's just so ingrained, but it's also a dividing factor amongst our community, which is the sad part. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what can be done. Yeah, I... there's really nothing you can do. Yeah, this. I guess you just have to raise well, strong. What you can do is in your own family. Within your own household, change the narrative. Yeah. So that it's not an issue. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah at, I mean starts at home. Starts at home. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's the Hi Maria. That's the best we can do. Yep. Yeah. How about black men marry black women? So I'm black. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. Black men Whoever you like. Mm-hmm. However. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Black and ugly. <laughs> However. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, however, what? What were you going to say? No, I was just saying, however, like, don't do it so you can have light-skinned babies. Like, that's not the reason. Yeah, but black women do the same thing, too. We got to be real with that. That we marry so we can have lighter kids? Yes. Oh, I, I didn't know we did that, but maybe. Or not marry. I mean, we don't even talk about marriage. We talk about just having babies. Whatever. I, I don't know who does that, but whatever. Yeah. And it probably goes on the other side, too. I mean, you know, a white woman with, like, a nice black man to make their kids look cute. I mean, you know, good, you know. Anyway, I mean, I think that's real. I think that people do stuff um, for ways that they they want to make themselves live. With. If you want a nice a nice baby, you get a good black man. That's what you do. Good, good. <laughs> okay. I just want to put it out there that I do not agree with what she's saying. Okay. Well, then you get. You're sick and twisted. Good. <laughs> Bye. I don't even know how to hang up. Oh, see? Up. You're stuck. <laughs> anyway, guys, we just we're we just wanted to come back to talk about the colorism thing. 
Dominic. I mean, you some of the best. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Did I? Yeah. I did. What? I summed it up best. You summed it up best. Okay. Look, he always, always trying to make me feel good. Uh, as usual. Okay. Well, you guys, have a good night. See ya. Bye. That's <laughs> the longest podcast. <laughs>